The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 71. Now, as you probably know, um, if you listen to this podcast, sometimes I interview um, listeners and um, other people who struggle with OCD or anxiety who would like to to share their story with with others. And so if that is uh, if that sounds interesting to you, then please do get in touch. You can send me an email or you can contact me on on Instagram and we can sort that out for for some people. Um, you know, it's really helpful to hear other people's stories about um, anxiety and OCD, you know, to learn how they've uh, been been coping and how they've uh, learned to to manage it a bit better. So if you if you feel that you're in a place where you've, you know, you've begun to deal with your anxiety and your OCD in a much more effective way and would like to share that, then uh, do please get in touch. Also, please remember, if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, you can get a free session with me. All you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can uh, you can leave me a message and uh, we can arrange that. Now, today's podcast is all about the avoidance of discomfort. And this is something that is at the center of all anxiety problems. Um, for, for whatever reason, people who really struggle with anxiety have got into uh, a very uh, negative habit, really, of, of, of dealing with discomfort, where we just try at any cost to avoid it. And this is a completely understandable reaction, because obviously, you know, anxiety is horrible. Um, however, this, this avoidance of it, um, this non-acceptance of it, it's the thing that really keeps us stuck. It's the thing that stops us um, from learning how to get better and how to overcome it. So today we're going to, be, going to be taking a look at that and how you can change some of those habits in the long run. As always, if you have any questions, do please let me know. And I really hope you enjoy. The title of today's podcast, um, Avoidance of Discomfort, The Monster That Keeps Anxiety Going, is fairly dramatic, but I think it's really apt because um, it's true, you know, when we when we avoid discomfort, um, unfortunately, all we're doing is we are perpetuating our, our issues with OCD and anxiety because what we try to avoid, unfortunately, all we do is we wind up making it stronger. And it relates to this kind of classic idea, um, you know, an experiment, which I, I think it came out of Harvard originally, of, you know, whatever you do, you're not allowed to think about something. And of course, within, you know, a, a very short amount of time, you're going to start thinking about that thing because you're telling yourself, I can't think about it. And, you know, it's much the same with anxiety. When we really try to avoid things, we end up making that feeling that we really don't want even stronger. And so learning to do something else is, is, is really important. 
One of the problems, though, is we often don't realise or recognise that we're actually avoiding discomfort. We've got into maybe such bad habits over time that we don't recognise that we're doing this stuff. And, um, you know, avoidance is very much, you know, it's wrapped up in compulsions. And often it's related to rumination and, and worry. And, you know, we, we worry to try to gain, you know, some sense of control over the situation by worrying. It kind of feels like that, in a way, it kind of gives us some relief. But actually, it's not really helping us to deal with the situation at all. It's a false sense of security. We believe that maybe we're getting a bit more control over the situation by analysing it and going over it again and again and again. But actually, all we're doing is winding ourselves up and making us making ourselves feel sick for no good reason. So it's really important that we learn to do something else. And it does help if we can try to think of worry and rumination in this way. Effectively, um, worry is like an addiction. It's very much like an addiction to, say, alcohol or, say, tobacco, because ultimately what you are trying to do is you're trying to gain that sense of control. And when people drink, they're doing the same kind of thing. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to deal with that incessant nagging voice in their head. When people smoke, you know, they're trying to feel a bit more relaxed. Why are they trying to feel more relaxed? Because of that incessant nagging voice in their head. And this is the case with, with so many things. And when we can begin to realize that anxiety is like an addiction, um, you know, it's something that we, we do because we think it, it somehow makes us feel better you know, we can really begin to realize that it's not helping us at all. It's like an addiction and that we, we can treat it as such and we can begin to change our habits. Now, the good news is that um, due to neuroplasticity, we can actually rewire our brains. We can change our habits at any time. And, uh, you know, it's not always straightforward, but Anyone can do that by replacing old habits with new good habits. You can really begin to change the way that your brain is wired. And over time, it will become easier and easier for you to, to start living in a new way. So how can you go about this? Well, um, as I was saying at the start, one of the problems with OCD and anxiety is that many people don't even recognize when they are avoiding discomfort, when they are performing compulsions. Because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, avoidance of discomfort, compulsions, it's they're, they're wrapped up together. Um, and we really do need to start to recognize when we're doing this, because if we don't know when we're avoiding things, how are we going to change that behavior? And, you know, if it's all in our head, you know, if it's if it's just up in our head and we're constantly thinking about it, it's very difficult to to recognize stuff. And so I always say to people, one of the best things you can do, you know, at least for a month or so is to write everything down is, is to keep, you know, a list of the stuff that's going on. You know, maybe note down the time of day when you have certain thoughts where you were, what the trigger was for the, for the thought. And, you know, what you were doing about that kind of thought. Um, because the thing that you were doing to try to deal with that thought, that is probably the either the avoidance, the compulsion. It's the thing, it's the pushing away of that thought. And so whatever you tend to do um, with that discomfort is often the, the thing that's keeping it going. 
after a month of doing this, what you'll be able to begin to see is, you know, what are the, the repeated habits that you keep doing? You'll really be able to start identifying stuff that maybe you hadn't noticed because, you know, it was just stuck in your head most of the time. By getting it down on paper, you'll really, um, you'll really begin to, to get a much bigger picture of everything that's going on. And then you can start moving on to step two. So step two is identifying what you can do instead of performing these old habits. And obviously, if we want to create new circuits in the brain that are related to much healthier behaviors, then we need to think about what we can do. Um, you know, and what you can't do is just kind of say things like, right, I'm going to stop thinking about this or, you know, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. Now I'm just going to, you know, I'm just not going to think about it because that obviously doesn't work at all. It just makes things worse. And so instead, what I would recommend that you do and what I do myself in this situation all the time is to practice refocusing my attention onto the present moment and uh, onto my values. And so taking some time to sit down and work out your values, working out what's important to you in your life. Um, because just about any situation, um, you know, when anxiety crops up, when, um, you know, when avoidance comes up and you find yourself performing an old behavior that you've noted down and you realize you don't want to be doing that, in just about any place where you are when that happens, Instead of actually, you know, performing that avoidance, you can choose to focus on a value instead. And when we do this, it's really important that you do not uh, forcefully try to put your attention onto that thing that you're going to do. You're going to gently, um, you're going to, well, first of all, actually, sorry, you're going to acknowledge the fact that you've been caught out by by the, by the avoidance or by the compulsion and that you are now going to choose to do something else. So you gently just say to yourself, oh, that's a, an OCD thought or that's an obsessive thought or that's avoidance. You say something neutral along those lines and then you're going to choose one of your values. So, you know, if you're at work, then, you know, you can choose to gently put your attention back onto you know, what you what you were doing. If you're socializing, you would gently put your attention back onto that. Um, and this is the basis of acceptance commitment therapy. If, uh, if you already know uh, this podcast and you already know a bit about ACT, then, you know, you will know that it's based on, on this um, in, in part. And so trying to use those mindfulness skills, trying to come into the present moment and gently refocusing onto uh, something that you, you value. And step three then is to consistently take action towards your values and to, to staying in the present moment. The more that you can stay in the present, the easier it's going to be for you to change these circuits and to not be stuck in your head, you know, ruminating and worrying, which we know are addictive. The more that you do them, the more addictive they become. And, and so when you first start trying to do this, you will at first find it quite difficult because obviously if worry is like an addiction, then, you know, it's not going to be easy to stop it at first. But I promise you, the more you practice it, the easier it will become. And it's the same as, as giving up, 
you know, smoking or drinking at first, you know, the first few weeks are very difficult for people. There's both a physical and mental addiction to deal with. But slowly, over time, it gets easier and easier for people as they build up new circuits, new healthier circuits, and they are able to to beat the old habits. And so it's exactly the same with this. The you know the more you practice it, the more you get into the habit of you know of refocusing on the present and your values instead of focusing on on worries and uh, rumination. You know the easier it's going to get for you. So that's it for today, guys. I hope you found it helpful. And uh, as always, if you have any questions do please let me know. And if you're interested in in coming on the podcast and, and sharing your story, again, do please get in touch. Many thanks. Please remember, if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, you can get a free consultation uh, with me. All you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and uh, send me a message and we, we can sort that out. And if you like, you can also follow me on Instagram, uh, at Robert James Coaching UK. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.